I'm really glad that microphone is blurry because that looks so phallic. <laughs> I'm just trying to loosen you up, just kind of get you ready. There we go. Uh, I, this is this is we've been doing this for how many weeks, and this is still how we start every single one. Welcome everyone to a, another episode of No One Cares About. Your first round buy. Your first round buy. You also have a buy, so it's not just me. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Pathetic buy, whatever. Do I? No. Yeah, you okay. do. You do. I was going to say, this is the first time I think ever that the episode name applies to both of us. What the heck? Why do I have a buy? <laughs> Oh, I get it. Seven and eight. That makes sense. Oh, you know why? Oh, we're getting way too early on this. We won't talk about it. Yeah, I guess we both have first round buys, but your buy is a little nicer than mine. Is it? <laughs> yeah. How's, how's your buy from your ivory tower? Uh, it It's like, what's a good analogy from like a movie? It's like, I, I feel like I'm Saruman where I'm like, I'm safe in my tower right now, but I can just see all of Rohan just coming coming towards me. Crumbling and, around. And here. my and my orcs are are dying off. <laughs> well, as always, I am your commissioner Johnny in eighth place with the bye. Joined by your favorite co-host, Crispy, sitting in first. With a bye. With a bye. Uh here to kind of wrap up the regular season with you guys and then get us ready for the first round of the playoffs. Who's excited? I I don't know. <laughs> I I mean I want to say like I'm super excited. I'm like super excited that we made it. Like it's just crazy that we're already here. But at the same time, I am less less confident than I already was. I was already not confident. I'm like now less than what I was last week. Well, at this point, the worst you can do is fourth place. This is true. I'm fighting to at least get my my buy in. Yeah, back. all you gotta do is win <laughs> win one game at this point. And I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's go ahead and get started, and uh, as always, start off with our injury news. Yeah, we'll try to keep it brief and just focused on players who are actually who. Well, obviously, most they're all playing, but players who actually matter this week. At least there was no significant injuries this past week. Yeah, none at all. Yeah, so with your crazy game last week, obviously a big part of what kept it exciting and with the Rocks matchup too was the injury to Kyler Murray on the third play of the game. Yeah, go go me. I mean, obviously uh, it didn't affect me because for whatever reason, I decided to bench Kyler Murray this last week. It's like you knew. I, I definitely didn't. It was like this really weird like back and forth of like, do I play Kyler? Do I play Kirk Cousins? And I was like, well, everyone's saying that Kirk Cousins is going to have like a really, really, really good game this week. Yeah. I ultimately was like, yeah, I guess I'll just go with Kirk. Like, what do I have to lose? Uh, clearly, I could have lost really badly. <laughs> sure could have. Uh, could have had a different end of your postseason would have been totally different but yeah so kyler out um definitely affected the pass catchers right um hopkins didn't have a good of, as good of a game maybe that led to connor having a better game um but tough uh, confirmed finally torn acl so he is done for the season he might be done for some of he might be missing some of early next year too yeah i read that he is obviously done for this season and won't be ready in time for the start of next season so uh 
either it'll be Colt McCoy or Arizona decides to pick somebody else up in the draft or trade. Yeah, I think the the GM just quit and stuff too. Yeah, so some bad stuff happening weird. in uh, Arizona right now. He was going to take a leave of absence for like an indefinite time, I think, which is like pretty much means like peace forever. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Such an odd team. We'll see what happens with uh, with Arizona. But uh, all you uh, Call of Duty players, watch out. Kyler's about to get real good. Oh, yeah. That's like his thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking of like weird players, we got your quarterback. Both your quarterback for you and your quarterback for your team. Good old Russell Wilson got a concussion. Uh, that was such a crazy hit. It wasn't crazy, but it was like watching him go down in like slow motion. And then he's just laying there prone and just staring into the abyss. Into the abyss. Yeah. Looking at his just eyes open like that was super scary. Um, seeing it in real time what didn't look that bad. But then you saw the players react kind of right away. So um, I, who knows if they heard something or, or what, it, what it was. But yeah, really scary. And then the training staff got him to stand up and it looks like he was about to topple over. Um, super scary to see, but, um, more or less he's okay. Obviously he was going to, he's going to be in the concussion protocol. Um, so didn't finish out that game, which is unfortunate because he was having the best game of his season. Um, and Denver came within a touchdown to potentially beating the chiefs. Um, but, uh, tall task when they go down 21 zero, but I, I don't know if I even want Russell to play anymore this season. Obviously not my decision. Um, I am I am networked with the Broncos, but not as well as you might think. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we there's some videos that we saw of him practicing actually this week, even though he hasn't cleared protocol. That's confusing. I, that's that's the confusing part is that if he hasn't cleared protocol, I don't think he's allowed to practice. So if he's practicing. And the team's not about to get into trouble. It's because somehow he's cleared, which just seems to be like the most unlikely situation ever. <laughs> so I don't really understand how this is a thing. And yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like if he plays Sunday, I think it would be ridiculously wrong. Like that should not, that should, we should not see Russell Wilson on the field this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I don't anticipate him clearing protocol by then, but we shall see what happens. So weird. At another, I guess, a st- potential new stud uh, quarterback is San Francisco's Brock Purdy, who we did talk about last week, I think. He has an oblique injury coming out of uh, the game that uh, they had against the Buccaneers. I'm going to be in love with anybody who can make Tom Brady like look that bad so go Purdy I hope you're doing all right I'm pretty sure he is active for Thursday night football so I think somebody has him on his team already because I know I looked <laughs> as soon as Carla went down I was like maybe I need another quarterback but yeah it's it's cool to see like new quarterbacks get to emerge um it's unfortunate that it, they emerge because of somebody else getting hurt but yeah I I I, uh, I um have high hopes for him Although he's in San Francisco uh, and that just, you know, who knows what happens there. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not as hopeful. I think the pretty train's coming to a end pretty soon. We shall see. Just behind the scenes, we are recording on a Thursday before the game. So you guys will listen to this after uh, the game happens. So you guys will know definitely how he did against Seattle. Big game, uh, division game for them. So we shall see what happens with that. Yep, we shall. 
Another quarterback on this list, Tyler Huntley. Another another injured backup quarterback on this list. <laughs> yeah, and he left the game super early for Lynn. This obviously did hurt her um, in our matchup, but she already dropped him. So she was like, peace out, Tyler. Quick. She's out. <laughs> but I, uh, I think he's like trending towards playing this week too. So uh, I mean, I know she... Obviously, Lamar's still out. She has, what's his face? Justin Fields. But I think he was sick this week. But that doesn't mean he's not going to play. It's really just a matter of like how sick he was. So I, I, I'm sure Lynn is on top of it. This is a big week for her for the playoffs. Uh, this next one was a crazy one. Uh, Mike White, the new QB1 in New York at the Jets, has had some pretty good games. And then um, during the game, he got like spear tackled and i think the wind got knocked out of him he looked like he was like struggling to breathe that one looks really scary too um and then he left the game two different times uh, came back in ultimately did finish the game and then reports came after well, as soon as the game was over he went in an ambulance and got straight to the hospital this one upset me so much i'm i'm also like a fan of mike white and just you know, like we talked about this it hasn't really come up i think too recently um, in, in our episodes, but it was definitely an issue that we talked about early on with different players. And like, come on, you he left the game twice. He returns both times. People saw his hits. They were nasty hits. And and then he goes and then has to go to the hospital afterwards to make sure he doesn't have any internal injuries. Like if that's a, a concern coming out of the game, he should not have gone back into the game. Like this is like, a situation where like I'm legitimately very like upset and disappointed with everyone involved and I mean um luckily it seems that he's fine and that he's still going to play this week but like this is this I feel like this sort of thing is like unacceptable and it it seems to be pretty prevalent amongst uh the quarterbacks and I don't know if it's the quarterbacks like just being stubborn but this is what we were talking about that someone needs to sit them down and say no like you you've just got hit awfully like horribly and you you're you're done yeah it's crazy he got x-rays during the game also and um i guess the x-rays were enough to clear him so i mean i i want to say that they're doing what they need to do correctly but obviously when something like this happens is can be questionable for sure i think the ones that's more difficult is like you know the concussion stuff the neurological stuff that's harder to detect so that's why they do have the independent neurological um coordinator person but um little different in this case you know if it's internal bleeding ribs broken who knows but the x-rays were enough to clear him but then you know why do you got to go to the hospital after so clearly something was wrong uh i am hoping he plays i'm hoping everything is okay uh i as long as well as you lost kyler in another league so the league that i talked about last week where the playoffs started last week and i had my buy i'm so glad i did because i have kyler and now i don't have kyler so i'm scrambling to figure out what quarterback i'm going to use uh, I might be taking a shot on Mike White this weekend. Uh, he, I'm rostering him now, so I'm hoping he's okay. <laughs> um, so I'm rooting for you, buddy. Yeah, no, same. I mean, this it just reminded me, like, when I was creating the notes for the injuries, it just reminded me so much of when we were talking about Justin Herbert and how clearly, like, Justin was hurting in the game. And I didn't see um, – I didn't watch this game, so I don't know how Mike looked while he was playing but i can just imagine he was hurting too and it, it it that that's what this i think was the most reminiscent of and the reason why it like really upset me to to see and hear um about it but i mean either he's a trooper and you know he really this is what he like 
it's his opportunity, right? Like I'm sure part of it is like, he doesn't want to lose this opportunity he has having taken over for Zach Wilson, but you got to take care of yourself, buddy. Like opportunity is only an opportunity if you can, if you can play. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, A funny one this weekend, or this was actually the Thursday night game was Josh Jacobs. Uh, He was like limping and stuff. And I was like, man, what's going on? They got to pull this guy. Why is he even still playing? And then they started zooming in and realized that something was wrong with his pinky and he had it taped up. And so poor Josh Jacobs hurt his little finger there, but uh, should be okay. <laughs> it's It was kind of funny just to see. I was like, oh, it's a pinky injury. But yeah, no, it doesn't sound like it's super serious and that he's going to be fine. And I don't know, he's he's been doing pretty well being injured. So this, he's just battling through and doesn't sound like it's anything that anybody really or PJ doesn't need to be um, too worried about. And obviously he needs Josh Jacobs to definitely perform this week uh sticking on running back to damian pierce uh, with ankle injury it's on chris's team uh he had an mri um there might be a mid ankle sprain which i guess is less serious than a high ankle sprain that we've seen a lot more uh, but he still might keep him out for a couple weeks well it's actually it is a high ankle sprain but it's a mild high ankle sprain. Oh, sorry, so sorry. I misread that yes mild high ankle sprain um, yeah, which is not something we normally hear anyway, so it totally makes sense. Yeah, I, I guess it's not as intense as some of the other high ankle sprains, so probably good for Castro that uh, Chris doesn't have Damien Pierce. I don't know if he's been playing him, though. Uh, I mean, Damien Pierce hasn't been doing as well as he did like early on slash middle of the season, so not. I know I have Damien Pierce in a different league, so I know I wasn't starting him, so... Can't imagine Chris was unless, you know, dealing with buys and all that stuff. But it's the playoffs. You have all your no more buys. So hopefully, you know, Chris has uh, other options out there. Yeah, I guess that was a little sneak preview of uh, some of our like playoff matchups, but can't help it. It just kind of naturally flows in, in this section. Another running back on this list is Miami Jeff Wilson, who has a hip injury on Arthur's team. He's currently day-to-day um but it's looking like it may be a long shot for him to play this week but not likely a long-term absence um he did practice thursday so that's obviously a very good um outlook for him but definitely something that arthur is going to have to keep an eye out on um since jeff wilson is pretty good yeah yeah i've definitely uh, been pretty good since he's been at Miami, um, but uh, they have Mostert and stuff there too. So uh, other options exist, but Arthur has plenty of choices. We'll get to that all later. Yeah, I mean, Arthur can take a hit. We're fine with that. <laughs> you, you, you're you, fine with that. I, I have no preference. Oh, yeah, this doesn't affect you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to our wide receivers. Other San Francisco uh, Debo Samuel ankle injury on Lynn's team. He has a sprained MCL and a sprained ankle, maybe. I don't know. He could return for the regular season, but I'm thinking it's probably going to be too risky if they're, if they're going to make it into the playoffs. So he may be done for at least for Lynn in fantasy. If you know, if the just depending on how they see what's the best prognosis in in getting him back on the field because obviously San Francisco is a very strong team and definitely lit, headed for the playoffs themselves so I'm like sh- most likely they're probably not going to want to rush back Debo if they can help it yeah I mean a lot of it comes down to this week right they need to beat Seattle to kind of maintain that number one spot in the division so again you guys will be hearing this after the Thursday night game so you guys have a better idea but 
Debo, obviously a huge loss for them. Um, really quick, kind of funny story, though injuries are never funny. Uh, I was watching this game, and then uh, I was watching with Sabrina, who may or may not have listened to some of the pod last week. Oh. And uh, we saw the Debo injury, and we saw how bad it was, and I kid you not, she said, oh, crispy curse. Oh. I thought that was funny. <laughs> but I don't think I talked. Was it because you I was You talked about Lynn. San Francisco. And oh, I did talk about everyone gets injured in San Francisco. But that was not Devo. a crispy curse. Like I straight up said, like, like this is not a me thing. This has been a thing for multiple seasons now that they can't stay healthy. So I I can't take I can't take credit for that one. But I do appreciate Sabrina's commentating on that. It makes me yeah, feel very special and heard. <laughs> there you go. Uh, moving on now to uh, another wide receiver. We have uh, Amari Cooper also on Arthur's team with a hip injury. He's day-to-day, but it sounds like it was uh, a little tough for him to play last week. I believe the correct term was the struggle bus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, from what I read, it, it sounded like it was obvious that he was not playing well um, and could tell that he was struggling. So uh, def- definitely a concern for Arthur again. Arthur can take the hit. Although at this, like, no, nah, no, nah, he can take it. He can take it because Lynn would then move on to the next round and then she would have to beat out Lou. And well, who knows? We'll get there. We'll get there. Is, is Lynn going to make it? <laughs> we'll get there. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Another crazy one is that um, Jay has two Cincinnati wide receivers not named Jamar Chase. So he has uh, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Uh, looks like they were both limited in practice. Um, so. Either way, they're probably not going to be 100% if they even get to play, um, though Tyler Boyd might uh, be missing a couple weeks there. But this is actually some pretty good news because Lynn does have Jamar Chase. So he saw a lot of volume this past week and might be the case for at least the next week or so. I feel like I need to reevaluate some of my thoughts, but I'm I, we'll, we'll see. Like you said, we'll talk about it. Anywho, another wide receiver is Las Vegas wide receiver Hunter Renfro, who has been dealing with an oblique injury. He was on IR. He is also on Arthur's team and is eligible to return from IR, though there's no word yet if he is going to play this week. Yep. So Vegas receiver means uh, Arthur has him on his team. Um, so it looks like some potential good news, though it might not be this week, but we shall see. Uh, our final receiver on our list is Cortland Sutton, a uh, hamstring injury on Chris's team. He missed last week's game and helped Jerry Judy get three touchdowns last week, but he has not practiced so far this week. Um, not sure if he's going to come back. I'm not sure if he's back for the rest of the season. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, what what's the point of the Broncos rushing anyone back? It's not necessary. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're statistically eliminated from the playoffs now, official, official, right? And so, yeah, it's like we've had so many injuries this season, just like, I don't know, it's tough. Just why? What, what's the point of getting worse for next year? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, I just remembered that Arthur is such a Raiders fan. You just because did? Because I, well, I mean, I forgot briefly. And I have remembered again because I was looking at the list and I was like, oh, Arthur has a lot of Raiders players on this list. And yeah, duh, we talked about that. So he has a tight end, Darren Waller, who's been sitting in his IR. He's also eligible to be activated like Renfro and hasn't played since week five. Long time. Ten weeks. Yeah, it's crazy. So, I mean, I probably unlikely to see him this week, but if 
you know, if Arthur's getting all these players back and he makes it to the next round, like he has a formidable team indeed. Sure does. Uh, another big one uh, tight end that might be coming back now that he's an activator from IR is Dallas Goddard from on Lou's team. It uh, looks like he's been working out, so we're hoping that uh, he gets activated soon because I have him in another league as well. Hmm. Well, how do you know? <laughs> and this would be very good for Lou to get him back. Um, we'll talk about where Lou's at in the playoffs, but um, always, always exciting to get a player back on your team. And our final one, wrapping up injuries, is Pittsburgh tight end Pat Firemuth. Uh, foot injury on Chris's team. Also did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. I guess he got injured on the first catch last week. Yeah, it, 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 whatever his first catch was during the game, um, and that was when he injured his foot. So, yeah, he's not practicing, um, but he expects to play this week, which is confusing considering he's not practicing, but something for Chris to keep an eye on. I'm curious. We haven't touched on this in a while because it just hasn't really been that relevant, um, but Pat Fryermuth was the tight end that Chris got in uh when he traded for him at the very very beginning of the season because he didn't draft any tight ends is this his only tight end yep pat firemuth is chris's only tight end mm. well this this may be his downfall we'll we'll see how he sticks to that name of tight end is overrated after all could be the season finale of chris <laughs> definitely something for us to keep an eye out for next week in our discussions because i just remembered that so super funny well, those were our injuries. Uh, let's. I, I, I want to talk about the, the week that was, because it was a wild one to, to wrap up our regular season. Sure. What were, what were your thoughts? <laughs> Which part? I mean, we've already talked about part of it. <laughs> I mean, you, you had a really exciting game. Oh, that, my like, gosh. All paying attention to you. Yeah, I was unfortunately the match of the week. And it wasn't just like us saying it was the match of the week. It was like literally the match of the week. Came down to the wire. Ultimately wasn't as close as like as our game was, but you know, it had some potential going to the, I think the half, right? I mean, there was a moment there where I was just like, This is this is how Johnny felt. This is uh this is not fun. And then literally <laughs> everyone like just commenting in the chat the whole night throughout the game to the point where like I was trying to distract myself by playing another like game on my phone and I was getting really frustrated and Jimmy put me on a timeout. What did that mean? He made me leave my phone in the other room. Okay. And you weren't watching the game then? No. Oh, okay. Um, I wasn't allowed to. (laughs) Literally got Uh, put put on timeout. You you probably missed this, but there was one point where um, you 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 were in the lead, and then uh, DeAndre Hopkins lost points. I don't know if he, I wasn't watching the game, uh, but I don't know if he lost yardage or something. He um, fumbled. I know he, did, I knew he did fumble at one point, um, but yeah, and I was like, oh, it might actually happen. You might go down in points. Oh my god, yeah, that was so frustrating. It was it was best that I got put on timeout because yeah, it was so stressful. It was so stressful, and. We came back from our trip on Sunday and we were like talking about like where our team was and like Sunday night where like where tower teams were doing because in his league, he's in first place too. And and he's like, how many players do you have left? And I was like, oh, I have two players left. He's like, who do you have left? And I said, Ramondre Stevenson and DeAndre Hopkins. And he's like, 
how many points do you need? And I was like, like eight, I think. And he's like, you'll be fine. And I'm like, you don't know. Like somebody could Can't get hurt. Like at the very beginning of the game. <laughs> I crispy cursed myself. The and I wasn't even on the podcast talking about it happens and then but yeah it was an exciting monday night because we're watching we're paying attention to your matchup obviously though i mean ultimately we're just watching it's like watching reality tv where it's like (laughs) spoiled people like you guys are both making the playoffs regardless and so it was kind of just silly to see who's going to be in first after who's going to be in first who's going to be in third um but then we're also watching the chris versus castro match which ended up being really close too yeah, I mean, I ca- I did see a couple of those like James Connor comments, and I was like, I don't even know who they're talking about. I don't even care. Like, I just can't even pay attention to fantasy football right now. <laughs> like, I can't do this. It's too much. My anxiety was way too high. But I did eventually look, and I did see his points and James Connor's points, and I was like, oh, he's having himself a game. Yeah, he only needed a few points, and he did not get it. I mean, he needed, I want to say it was like 26 points going into Monday night. And we're like, well, that's really high. Um, but, you know, you never know what happens. And then uh, obviously with the Kyler injury, you know, maybe they're forced to run the ball a little bit more or short passes to dump off to him. And then, yeah, going into the, the first half, it was way closer than probably any of us really thought. And then, yeah, by the end of it, he needed five points. There was a draw pass that he did, which was already one point, whatever point. So it, it, it it got really close. So rocks was essentially, let's call it 50 yards shy of making the playoffs and Chris getting booted out. Yeah. I mean, we told her last week how like it wasn't as complicated as she thought it was going to be for her to get in, especially since she, she did beat Arthur. Um, and that was huge for her to come away with that win. And unfortunately she couldn't get the, the crystal lose. So yeah, I mean, that's it's just it, like so many things, like just these couple of wins would have changed the dynamics of like our rankings and what the playoffs would work, would would have looked like. So it's just crazy that this was like literally crazy until the very last moment. <laughs> yeah, it must have been really tough for Rox to just like watching that from the outside, right? Like she did the best that she could. And, you know, through at the end of Sunday, like she knows that she won. But she needed Castro to pull off this win, and Castro came so close, and um, you know could have really changed the the playoffs there for both of them. But uh, ultimately, you know, uh, Chris does pull out that win, and Rox has to uh, enjoy a bye with me, I guess, in in the losing bracket. Yeah, I mean, there's still hope for you guys, at least in the toilet bowl. <laughs> Yeah, we're we'll have as much fun as we could can in the toilet bowl. You can, you can. I've 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 been in it enough times to know that you can. Although I mean, normally I just stop paying attention. <laughs> but I, if I had landed there this season, I definitely would have been um, more, much more involved. Now I just have the stress that I'm just like cool. <laughs> stress from your ivory tower. My ivory tower is crumbling. It's cool. It's cool. We'll see what happens. Johnny, I think there's someone at the door. I think there is. Should we go check? Let's do it. It's guest time. Well, that's right, Johnny. We have our final guest. We started our interviews with Lynn. We love a great bookend. So now we have her love, her live-in rival, our rock, our second father. 
he whose first name shall never be spoken, the man who needs no intro, but is getting the most epic one yet, Castro! Hello, everybody. (laughs) Wow, that was quite an intro. I was not ready for that. I told you you weren't ready. You were right. I think this is the first Mm -hmm. time I was really, like, physically shaky. (laughs) Wow. The first interview that made you a little nervous? Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, when you interviewed lynn or lynn was a part of the show i was like um oh that's cool <laughs> god i'm my, my invite got lost in the mail that's cool for, for those listening he's twiddling his thumbs i, I am oh yeah that was that's what that was um <laughs> so it was, but i she said she said they're probably gonna call you I'm like oh okay that was just, i was like is this gonna happen and then you and then all of a sudden i got a text hey your interview i'm like did we plan this does this plan I had no idea this this was actually still going to happen. So uh, it's very good to be here. Huge fan of the show. Long time listener, first time caller. Uh, I'm just happy yeah, to. That's accurate. Uh, I, I I I do. You guys have very pleasant voices to listen to, especially since they're recognizable. It's like ah, <laughs> oh, I know those voices. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, thank you yeah, for well, thank joining. Thank you for patiently waiting. And yes. Thank you for being here. We, we we did strategically plan for you to be last, but also didn't want to tell you that that was the plan. That sounds very Johnny. We had to keep Excellent. everyone on their toes. Nobody could know when their interview was coming until the day before. Apparently, well, not only that, <laughs> I, you know, and I yeah, hate when pretty the, much. I hate when the answers sound contrived. Like I know it's coming, and this was a complete shock. So now you're going to get a true, um, candid slice of Castro. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Love it. Ooh, that sounds. That's a good restaurant name too. Candid slice of Castro. <laughs> Does it? Okay. Uh, well, let's just start off. Let's, let's give you a little softball here. What is your name and what is your team name? Uh, yes, go ahead, Christina. The name? <laughs> Great, I'm back in class already. Christina? Raise your hand, please. <laughs> yes, Christina. Uh, the name that we're willing to acknowledge. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, I, you know, there's two names. There's like the name you log on to. and That's yeah. the name that stuck. That's the Castro Mirror. That's, that was a Game of Thrones restu- reference. And then, uh, because we're on the sleeper app, I think um, the other league I'm in went with mafia or mob names. And instead of Tony Soprano, I went with Tony Contrabasso because I played contrabass. So uh, that was my uh, that was my clever little drum corps reference and also mafia reference. So but yeah, that's and then I think I ended up putting it for the Dynasty League. Only because I forgot which league I was literally signing on and trying to get the right name for the right league, and I just, it just ended up sticking. So it worked both ways. It's a good name. It works. I'm a fan of it. It works. Thanks. Yeah, it, it works. I actually didn't make the Soprano reference until just right now, so I oh. even like it that much more. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Well, uh, you get a altered second question, so you're even going to be even more on your toes for this one. But since we both have history with you. How do you know okay. us? So I am the music teacher at Sure High School, and both Johnny and Christina were both my former students. There are several students that I still keep in contact with and uh, have uh, a professional relationship, a personal relationship, you know, lifelong friendships now with, with uh, some of my students. And Christina and Johnny are in that group. I became Johnny's godfather um, that prior happen, to yeah. that, that did happen. I, I met the bishop. I meant that I, right. that was that was for um, Johnny's confirmation. He asked me to sponsor him, and I was all shocked and surprised for that. And then he asked me to be in his wedding party, and I was really, really honored for that too. I didn't break down though, because Castro doesn't cry. And um, and yeah, Can you get so that I, on a shirt. Castro doesn't cry. Castro doesn't cry. And then just this face. Shirt. <laughs> That's good. Um, thanks. 
so yeah and you know i i was just thinking about this not too long ago um how it's like i wouldn't even be i'm, I'm trying to figure out because this is what i do i go back and say how did the, all this happen i started thinking about oh well you know they're in band together they're both in the drum line together kind of they weren't really at the same time and then what were you instructing back then were you no, no i would just uh, come by and help out uh come by and help out but then you guys both did impulse so yeah. then, then i started thinking oh my god there's a drum corps tie here and then I said, oh, man, that means this all went, came back, still comes back to that trip to San Diego, the one I took the entire drum line, or as many that would go to WGI in, what was it, 04? 04, yeah. And, uh, and I was like, wow, that, one, that, that domino has affected a lot in terms of uh, personal relationships, professional relationships, path choices, career paths for a lot of my students. And so you never know when those, those moments uh, arise where you can change someone's life forever and that was one of them and that was something that lynn and i did and i'm glad we did i'm glad we took you guys to san diego and i'm glad both of you got to march the drum corps experience and have that experience and then now all you know all the way back to now let's start a fantasy football league and we're all still in contact with each other which is kind of cool yeah it's really crazy lynn brought up that same day too so it's like um mm -hmm. it's like it's our it's our nexus event you know it's it, like right in all timelines we were supposed to go to san diego that day and affects it really does affect everything like i can go we, we can i can easily pinpoint that if we we don't go to san diego that day i don't meet sabrina and we're not married like it's so crazy mm -hmm. how that all like winds down but and then even a, a bigger point, we don't have fantasy football. So <laughs> that's and, and let's let's be honest, that's what we're here for. Uh, <laughs> next one that we have for you, a pretty easy one. Lynn also talked about this, obviously, but tell us who your favorite NFL team is and why. Okay, so uh, my currently, and this is pretty much going to be for the rest of my life now. Is my currently? I'm a, I'm, no, no, you just said currently. Well, let me let me explain my answer. It's because um, my first. NFL experience uh, professionally was the Raiders when they were in Los Angeles with the Coliseum. My godfather took me and literally bought me anything I pointed at. I was this is when I was a kid. I mean, little little kid. What ended up happening was I I guess I was a Raiders fan by default because next thing I know in my room I had pennants and I had bucket hats and I had pom poms. I had I had black and silver pom poms in my. I mean, I had I didn't know anything about football. I was just a kid. But my little pom poms are questionable stick and that was it was just whatever yeah but you didn't have to have no, a no, no, skirt no. and cheerleading thing like that was that was a bit too much <laughs> i didn't you say i had skirts fast forward raiders took off in what 94 and there was no team in la and i kind of stopped having a home team just didn't really i mean no i didn't i just there wasn't there wasn't anything that i was i would look forward to in terms of a home team in football fast forward to lynn entering my life and um she was a huge cowboys fan because she did grow up a little bit uh, of time in Dallas. And at that point, I was kind of neutral. But I'll tell you the story of when I, I, I know exactly the moment I became a Dallas Cowboys fan is we went to Oxnard. We'd go to Oxnard for the Dallas Cowboys training. Nani must have been two or something. And um, they had an autograph alley. We stayed in line for like two and a half hours only to find out. And, and they came by and they gave us little numbers and stuff. And we're ready to go. When it's time to go let the kids go to autograph alley they said oh she's too young she can't go and we're like what we just stayed in this hour for two and a half hours you saw us like sitting there waiting what the heck are you talking about and once again this is like pure lynn and, and castro like saying you know you need to fix that sign <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> um because <laughs> you know we're here we are doing the, the, the everything that's right and no one told us that she was too young so anyway we raised enough stink that um the one of the 
runners of the of the event got us like backstage passes and we ended up spending part of that time for, at the Cowboys camp with the friends and families of the team. So while we're there, we got much better pictures. We're like taking, we're up, like, how did this all happen? Wow. And Nani's back there with us. And she's wearing <laughs> her little Starbucks jersey. And um, who but Michael Irvin shows up. Michael Irvin shows up and like saw Nani and just like picked her up and was like walking around with her. And I'm like, oh, this cannot be happening right now. And the way they just like, it was it was really cool the way the Cowboys organization one took care of their the concern took care of us and then to have a Hall of Fame All Star Dallas Cowboy like come and be really chill and relax and saw my daughter like, oh she's so cute and like literally picks her up and like walks around with her I'm like this is this is a trip and I became a fan ever since and I've been a fan ever since and so I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan pretty much from here on out for the rest of my life. And that's, but that's why that, that is a great story. Um, but all I'm hearing is that there's an alternate universe where you're still a Raider fan. And like, I can see <laughs> there, there that person. Be. Like, I'm, you know what? I, if I recall, I think I had an LA Rams pennant, a Raiders pennant, a Dodger pennant an angels pennant. And, and this reality, and I know this reality happened because I remember them, but none of this stuff would happen now. I'm <laughs> diehard Dodgers fan. I would not have an angels, any type of angels thing or, or Rams. In fact, if I if I can find that, if I go to a storage facility that my mom owns somewhere, I'd probably find that Rams pen and just give it to Tuttle. Oh uh, yeah, just thinking alternate alternate university with Raider gear and like you, you, this person <laughs> also went to the cowboy thing, right? You you did it for Lynn, but then in this version they don't let you guys go anymore, and you hate the Cowboys even more. That's that would be an interesting origin story. Yeah, that's for sure your 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 villain origin story in the multiverse. Yeah. And you know what the funny part is? That guy doesn't have a goatee. <laughs> I don't know if this is a hardball question. Well, it might be. Maybe the second part is. Um, so how many fantasy teams do you have this season? And do you have any championship wins? I'm in five leagues this year. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah. Um, it's usually around four or five leagues a year. Um, I'm in the teacher league at school. I'm in my wife's work league. Uh, I'm in the final dynasty league. And then I did Johnny's uh, Survival League this year. And then we also did, oh, we started one with the band Parents that had no experience nice. with fantasy football, whatever, whatsoever. That was that was fun. Of course, the one that's like ranked first right now is the one that uh, auto picked everything. So she's scoring like monster points like every single week. I'm pretty sure I'm going to lose to her this weekend. And my team is stacked in that league. I mean, it is stacked in that league. And I'm still... Like I don't, I don't know how she did it, but she had magic luck of the draw, and the computer chose an amazing team for her. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> in general, you and I are always in like the most leagues together because we're in three mm-hmm. this year. One, two, three. Yeah, three this year. Uh, yes, the, yeah. well, including the the fumble games. The yeah. the teacher league we've done, I think, for like ten years. That's like that's my league of record. That's a long yeah, time. almost um and that's that yeah yeah, that group has been super fun uh really tough league um you give you a second here to brag a little bit with that second part of the question how many championship wins have you ever had so think about that teacher league trophy ever okay well i'm i'm on the perpetual trophy on that one my name's on there twice Mm. um uh i had then i've won I think I've won a couple of the other leagues but you know i'm not as proud of of my championships in other leagues as i am about uh the the teacher league because that's bragging rights that's those are your work colleagues those are 
I, I man, I make, I make, a, I, I make enemies when I get those championships. Uh, when I get that championship, but this year there was one year where uh, I actually won the championship, but I split it, the we'll, cost. I we'll split never the winnings let with you Eddie guys live that down. Uh, because, uh, hey, well, whatever. Um, <laughs> then the, there's another one I, I won outright. Oh, that's, that's when I beat Jerry because I was I uh, I was actually on the road coming back down from Santa Maria and. Uh, I forgot who the running back was I had, but he was having a phenomenal year. Uh, they already made the playoffs. Wasn't that the and, Zeke year? Wasn't that the year I drafted for you? And Lynn, and no, 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 that wasn't, it wasn't, it was the, mm. it was like, like a year before that or two years before that. Um, and um, I forgot who it was, but uh, my running back, uh, you know, it was something like something told me to say, Hey, you better find a, a, an alternate running back because you know they're probably going to sit him down now that the Chiefs oh, are, the, are in the playoffs. The name? Um, and I know who you're talking about. So anyway, I ended up uh, picking up running back two RB two on on the Chiefs team, and he went off. And that's on at that one game is like little that little window of time between making the playoffs and actually the playoffs starting. Uh, he got all the touches, and it was it was a good day. It was a good day for me, and that's how I beat Jerry that year. No, uh, that's but yeah. So I I think total in my entire fantasy career of probably three or four championships. Uh, was it Jamal Charles? That's who I think it was. Yes, I think it was. I think it was. That uh, was. Christina yeah. often talks about, you know, having punishments in thinking about having it in this league. I, I don't know if that will, it's going to fly, but in the teacher league, we have a punishment. I don't know if you want to touch on it. It's, oh my gosh. The, oh, I, it's how, um, is this, is this, are the kids uh, watching this show? Uh, I, we get the age demographics and I don't think they're too young. Okay. Yeah, man, that's, that's the thing. Like I, I, I'm happy to be in all these other leagues, but the teacher league is the one I'm, I focus on the most for several reasons. One, you don't want to be last in that league. That's the one league you do not want to be last in. The, uh, the meme with the guy, I don't even know his name. What's his name? The Hakeem. The Hakeem. Yes. That guy, um, which, which pretty much every, group of guys sends this picture to each other and at the most inappropriate times so if there's a group text that that picture gets sent over and over again and i have to like keep scrolling or texting <laughs> to get it off my screen um but since the since we've now have aprons and statues and um that it really inspire or really motivates you to not get last um so i just try and do as best i can not to be last in that league well, as Johnny mentioned, I always love to hear about a good punishment. But you guys, I don't know if you've been tracking the time, but my heart is telling me that we just can't get enough of Castro in one episode. So this is going to be a first time two-parter. We're so fancy now. So Castro, relax, sit back, and hang out with us for one more week so we can continue to get to know you. Though, honestly, I think we just don't know what we're going to do once we're out of guests. So I don't know. <laughs> What do you think, Johnny? Um, do you know Tom Brady? Mm. We were we were friends in another life. Mm. Okay, well we'll we'll reach out. I still still want to hear back from Gunther too. Maybe Gunther is our next guest. Oh, I would love to have Gunther on. Gunther, reach out to us on our Twitter, Noka yeah, underscore Pod. <laughs> That's right. Uh, We'd um, like but to know uh... if you're still listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and um, look at our end of season end of regular season results yes the playoffs as we've mentioned are finally here so we do have 
our final rankings, our final standings, I guess it's actually what the app calls them. But I mean, I like rankings, standings, meh, rankings, our final rankings. Some of us are standing more than others. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like once you get past uh, sixth place, it's like standing room only. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> But uh, from top to bottom, we'll keep it uh, super quick. I'm sure everyone is already aware. Starting at the top, we have myself. I am ending the regular season with a 10 and 4 record. After a long, grueling trip up there. I mean, you've been battling all season to get up there. You finally did so last week. And you had the perfect matchup to potentially lose that ranking. (laughs) You kept it. You did it. Yeah, I mean, I think I showed I showed Jimmy my uh, the rankings going into week 14. And I was like, remember when you told me my season was over? <laughs> <laughs> to be, Turned it to around. Be, to be fair, I thought it was over, too. Like, we were talking about, you know, rebuilding and throwing in the towel, like, week five or six. <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit later than that, but yeah. Um, Yeah, it was not looking good for either one of us and really wasn't sure what to do. But here we are. I made it. I I, honestly, I would really like to know. I'm pretty sure this is my first time ever being in first in this league, which is obviously like quite the accomplishment. I'm very proud of myself. I don't think this is my first time going into the playoffs, though, but I could be wrong about that, too. I think it could be your first playoff trip, actually. Really? I remember being in the playoffs, yeah. I feel like maybe I could have been once, but if I did, I like barely made it. And I came, like, I probably entered the playoffs like in like sixth place. I might have to do some digging on that uh, before, um, maybe for an end of season pod, but that'd be, that'd be curious to double check. Yeah, I, I would, I would like to know. But either way, I am obviously just proud of myself making it here because my draft was awful and I'm sure we can do like a in review once the season's over but moving on uh in second place ended up being Lou with a nine and five record um he beat out Lynn in third place also with a nine and five record um solely due to points yeah Lou long been one of the leaders for sure um had a, a rough stint for a little bit when he I think it was just probably outside the playoffs not by a lot but just by a little bit and that was really just matchup based because he was losing uh some games but with a lot of points and so luckily he did store those points because he just sneaked by and got that that buy here at the very very end yeah it's crazy that just out of nowhere um Lou ended up with the buy Lynn is in third place going into the first week of playoffs she does have a matchup um and then next in fourth we have castro hey pause pause you can't you can't just brush over lynn that quickly lynn our longtime leader you know she was such a dominant force at the beginning of the season where we thought she was gonna be unstoppable and then she started getting plagued with injuries and was still unstoppable it's true. Uh, she did have she had just those few losses at the very end. And I mean, can you remember when she wasn't in first place other than this week? No, I think she's been in first the entire season. Minus the minus the last two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, she's obviously again was dominating, but hats off to her for also just battling through all those injuries she's had. 
Yeah, no, sorry. I thought we were going to keep this short. I didn't know we were going all personal and everybody, but okay, we can do that. It's a little, I mean, just, I mean, again, our, our <laughs> longtime leader just deserves more than a sentence. No, I know. Our, our rock, our other rock, our queen, our queen bee, Lynn. Um, it is very surprising to see her land in third, considering her season and just how much she was on top. And myself and Lou are very lucky that she did have four other losses going into last week. And I got very lucky and was able to beat her, mostly because I think her injuries. And yeah, our guest, Castro, uh, wraps up his regular season fourth. Uh, Castro, another one who's just been really consistent. We've talked about him a lot being kind of the points, or at least the definitely one of the top three every week. Um, Though he never really got on top of the standings necessarily, again, just because of Lynn's domination. Um, But wraps up his season eight and six and in fourth place. Yeah, I mean, he was up there for a while. He was definitely like in second um, and also just had a couple of losses that brought him down in in the rankings but it was always looking pretty solid for him towards the end of the end of this regular season that he was definitely going to make it to the playoffs it's just kind of a matter of where he was going to land so fourth is definitely not bad um obviously no bye i was actually very curious um earlier and i I couldn't remember what the matchups were and i was kind of hoping that they were going to face each other in the first week just to make it interesting in the house of Castro, but um, they are not, they are facing different opponents. Uh, next we have Chris, uh, eight and six. Also, um, he's had a very consistent season. I feel like, uh, definitely made some moves towards the very end. Like we already kind of mentioned, he was five points away from not making the playoffs. So he did make it in, uh, in the fifth seed and just also going to show how strong all these playoff teams really are. Yeah, uh, Chris is the is another team now uh, that I am also very much afraid of again. I, and I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this even earlier in the season that I was afraid of Chris's team. And now I'm back to not only fearing Arthur's team, but also Chris. <laughs> and yeah, you, you fear Arthur's team. Uh, and Arthur wraps up our final playoff uh, position in sixth place, also in eight and six. Arthur, another one that made a lot of moves here at the very end, but they definitely paid it off because he made the playoffs and we, we kind of both unofficially picked him last week as our potential champion. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, I mean, even considering the fact that he did lose to Rocks last week and he still made it in. So he, I, I don't know what would have happened if Chris would have also lost. Would would he have just moved up to fifth and Rocks would have moved up to sixth? I'm not sure. Um, if but Chris lost last week? If he would have lost. He would have not made the playoffs. Chris wouldn't have, but would Arthur has still made it even though Rocks beat him? Yeah, because um, at, in that scenario, all the eight and sixes advance and, and Chris would have been seven and seven. Oh, I see. I see. You're right. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. So yeah, Arthur would have probably ended up in fifth and Rocks yeah. would have ended up in sixth. Exactly. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, yeah. So Arthur was always always kind of said it was just a matter of where he was going to land as well. So good job, Arthur, in making it. Can't say much else about him because I was very fearful of his team. And then Rox, I give her the title of biggest loser. Eight oh. and six record. Eight and six record. Can you imagine I know. Eight and six and not making the playoffs. It definitely sucks, like, considering the the last three teams in the playoffs are 
also eight and six and rocks really just needed one more win to really solidify her spot so yeah no that sucks it's i I've, out of all of us i'm sure rocks is really feeling it the, the worst <laughs> yeah i mean one one win puts her at nine and five and that's tied with second and third so that that's just crazy to think about so um yeah but just five points away it's tough then in eighth we have yourself with a seven and seven record also getting a buy with rocks for the toilet bowl how do you feel in eighth place uh for the longest time i finally moved up one spot I've, i was in ninth for so long and I, <laughs> it wasn't until this last week that i finally won a pj and moved up to eighth eighth place but uh yeah i mean I, we i already kind of talked about it last week but there's a few simple moves and i'm clearly in the playoffs so tough um still like my team still happy with the moves that i made this season but uh, I think I will see some long-term success, but unfortunately not good enough for this year. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I've accepted. That's, I mean, at this point, what what can you do? I, I honestly like, well, no, I mean, I, I am in it to win it. I'm just going to, I'm going to keep it positive for myself. I'm in it to win it. I'm in it to win it. And ninth place we have PJ. Also seven and seven. I'm assuming you ended up with more points than him. Yeah. Um, PJ obviously had that really rough loss. Uh, I think it was two weeks back. Had he won, I think he may have been sitting in Rox's position. I'm not sure if he would have solidified his spot in the playoffs, but um, I know he was definitely feeling really, 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 really put out by that last loss. So um, now ending in ninth place. Sorry, PJ. Um, better luck next time. And uh, we'll see how it goes for him. Yeah, but crazy to think that, you know, all the way down to ninth place is a seven and seven record. Like, that's pretty impressive. Like, that also speaks to kind of the quality of our league and just like how many wins all these teams have. Like, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, our, there's definitely a drop off after ninth. In tenth, we do have Adrian, four and ten. Uh, with is his final record for the regular season. Yeah, I mean, it, unfortunately, like, obviously, everybody else in our league is really great and obviously very dedicated. It's just, just not a good team, I think. And I, and they all had strong players. Like Adrian had like a, a pretty great lineup and and draft. And this season was just very unpredictable, and that definitely hurt. I think Adrian's team, and then also Jay in eleventh place with a four and ten record. It also really hurt him as well. I think just the nature of this entire season, but uh, but because just the the major drop off in the records, just just I don't I don't think it's a reflection of them as managers. It's just a reflection of how weird this season has been. Yeah. So the, I mean, the reason that the first through ninth team all have at least you know five hundred records is because. Unfortunately, the bottom three teams are the ones that have had all the losses, right? So talk plenty about Adrian, talk plenty about Jay. Jay also have four and ten. Um, but I think when it comes to the bottom three, Adrian, Jay, and Fred, they've definitely, you know, accepted quote unquote their fate and made pretty good moves in terms of uh, their long-term uh, success. So even though you know this definitely was not their season, um, I think they're they're gonna get a lot of success, you know, going forward because of what they've done. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, Fred um, did land in 12th with a 2-12 and 12 record. Um, but like you said, Fred definitely um, had some really, really strong players on his team that he traded away and traded away for some pretty great picks um, and some pretty decent players moving forward into the future. So, uh, yeah, Fred is sitting at the bottom with the worst record in the league this season, but uh, definitely definitely because he made moves um, when he realized that his season was over. So he just didn't have, he just kind of gutted his team. So that's the reason for his losses. Can I give you a crazy stat and then we can move on? Yeah. Um, you know, Alvin Kamara is one of Fred's big, big players, right? He's had him for a long time. And Alvin Kamara is definitely a, a great fantasy running back. Um, I've mentioned already that the week that he beat me was when Alvin Kamara went off. Mm-hmm. Three touchdowns that one game. You want to know how many touchdowns Alvin Kamara has had outside of that one game? Zero. Zero. (laughs) He only scored a touchdown the week we played each other, and he scored three touchdowns that same week. He has not scored a touchdown outside of that one week. I mean, yeah, you would have been eight and six as well. (laughs) That's bonkers. Alvin Kamara scored three touchdowns this entire season. And they all came on the same week that we I played him. That's wild. I think Alvin Kamara is like due, at least from, you know, the, the other kind of fantasy advice that I listened to. Uh, they're talking about him being due for another big game soon. I don't, I don't think it was this week. I think it might be next week. So I hope you don't play Fred next week because that would be. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going to happen. Like, uh, I, Marty... <laughs> Gonna get he's gonna have six torch touchdowns on the season and all six would be against you. (laughs) He did that a few years ago. Uh Alvin Kamara had that six touchdown uh game. Fred had him on his team, and I think Fred had lost the week prior and was in the playoffs. Uh so I think top of mind, Fred probably won third place because of that Alvin Kamara game. But yeah. Anyway, wild stat. (laughs) That's uh definitely interesting. Uh, All right, so can we skip this next section? Are you seriously asking, or is it because you don't want to talk about how you were the top leader this last week? I just don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Correct me if I'm wrong. I know you've been tracking this more than I. This is going to be my first time in first, I think, right? Or maybe second? No, this is your, I think this is your third time overall, your second time in first. Great. It's great that it happened last week of of the regular season. Great that it happened when it didn't really matter. But good to know that, again, I, I believe in my team. I like my team. And I guess they proved so in week 14, but too little, too late. Yeah. Uh, just to be clear, obviously, Johnny was the top leader in uh, points this past week with 144.02. In second was Rox with 141.96. And in third was Chris with 133.76. I'm actually really upset that Chris is in third place here only because I wish it was somebody else in the toilet bowl who had the top three, like that were all like the top three leaders because it would just be really funny. <laughs> Insult to injury. 
but uh no good good job all of everybody but yeah when i saw that i was like when i well because i always pay attention like to who's getting the most points because i kind of want to see like where i'm landing um especially with who's like going into the playoffs and so i saw like one when i saw like 140 something i was like oh my god who has 140 something because i think i i only ended up with like 117 or something and i saw it was you and i was like oh it doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thanks. And then uh, we already talked about it, but Castro is close behind there, right? Uh, almost beating Chris. What was crazy, I don't know if you looked at this, but if you look at Castro's lineup, um, everything else that he had was like on buys. Like there was, he, he was most efficient manager because he has zero points on the bench. Yeah, he didn't have anybody else to play, I don't think. No. So he played his, you know, best shot out there. And was five points away from winning, literally five points. But what hurts is that negative four points he got from the Titans. If he didn't, if he started no defense, he would have gotten more points. He oh my gosh. Been one point away though, but yeah, no, I mean, I, <laughs> I ended up playing a defense and even I was like, maybe I don't play a defense because I think I might lose points. And I did. Luckily, I only lost one point. But had I lost to Lynn by one point, I would have been so upset because Jimmy said it too. He's like, maybe you just don't play defense this week because if you're going to get negative points. And I was like, I don't think we get negative points in our league. And I double checked sure and do. we do. Um, sure do. So yeah, I hate that. I hate that too. You didn't want to play the Chargers that you just picked up and they would have gotten you more points. They would have. They would have. But uh, that wasn't why. I, I I was just really just debating. I was like, I don't know what to do. Like both of these matchups aren't great. Um, And going into the week, the Vikings were just projected like a point more. <laughs> I was like, I guess I'll go with them. <laughs> Um, but yeah, whatever. Anyways, so yeah, Johnny, you were the best performance this last week. And once again, Brad was the worst with 60.58 points. Um, we've already talked about why this is occurring for Fred. Um, but he's definitely uh he's definitely winning uh worst performance. So all right, Johnny, it it is down to some crazy numbers in the fumble games. 12th elimination, four teams remaining. Considering the injuries from this last week, I'm just going to assume something crazy happened. It it was a crazy one. So we did have our fifth elimination. Um, it was, as almost all weeks have been, all close matchups. This week, the team that got last place had 116 points, which is not terrible um mind you they we have essentially the same scoring as in our league except they in the fumble games we do single um flex right so it's really kind of just like our scoring right it's really right kind of where we're at the next team above them was 118.18 so we're talking about a two point difference that eliminated that player and so i was looking over the roster to see you know potentially where did kind of they go wrong and it they had a good week right you think maybe the um if someone had started like um kyler murray they got eliminated but no that that wasn't the case uh Hmm. in this case the person had joe burrow who had 17 points, Josh Jacob with another 19. Uh, Nick Chubb got eight points, so that was a little bit on the low side. CeeDee Lamb got eight points, a little bit on the low side, but not nothing 
miserable. AJ Brown was 17 points. So good week for him. TJ Hawkinson, 11 points. DK Metcalf with 18 points. His kicker got 12 points and his defense got four points. So by no means was it a bad performance. Um, but unfortunately, the team that was eliminated was our very own Adrian. Oh, I didn't even know Adrian was still in the <laughs> yeah so sorry adrian, adrian but also very proud of you oh my gosh good for you i mean considering how terribly <laughs> well we talked about it but considering your record in the fi- in final dynasty uh that is pretty awesome making it to the top five top five so he gets money right yeah he gets a little bit of money back uh, he was in district eight uh he mentioned how um, this was the strongest league that he has, I guess, from all of his other leagues. So he, he did well. Again, it wasn't necessarily a bad week by any any means. Just lost it by two points. Um, I did notice that he had on his bench Joe Mixon, which he actually did draft. And if he would have played him instead of Nick Chubb, he would have made it because it was just a, a four point difference there. So that would have been enough to keep him in. But um, tough. But this week, this past week, our points leader, Chris. Not shocked. So Chris now is the last remaining final dynasty member in the fumble game. So four teams left. Chris is one of them. We'll see how it goes. Very exciting. I mean, these teams just must be stacked. (laughs) That's all I imagine. Waivers were a lot of fun, right? So I I mentioned Adrian's whole lineup. They all went to waivers. Um, There were six waiver claims that happened between the four teams. And so C.D. Lamb got picked up off of waivers. Josh Jacobs got picked up off of waivers. Jonathan Taylor got picked up off of waivers. Oh, my Nick gosh. A.J. Brown. And the last one was the Eagles defense. So um, crazy to see all those players on the waivers. But that's what it is when you have four teams and you only got three bench bots. It's it's a different world out there. What an experience. <laughs> Super stressful. Yeah, I was talking to uh, one of the players in the league, and I was kind of encouraging him to pick up Miles Sanders, and uh, he decided not to. So Miles Sanders available on the waivers here in the fumble games. Wow, super crazy, super crazy. Love to hear about it. Super excited to see how the rest of this goes. Yeah, and then uh, we'll get eventually get down to our champion. Maybe maybe we can invite them over to be our guest. Maybe it'll be Chris. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we're just gonna have Chris on again. <laughs> <laughs> So I just kind of went over our or, or the Survivor League waivers. Let's talk about Final Dynasty waivers going into the playoffs. Yeah, let's definitely talk about it. Let's yeah, I, <laughs> I was uh, very anxious about this. I mean, this still may not go my way, but yeah, no, there were quite a bit. I think there were six overall. Only two players had multiple claims. The first one was Ben Skoranek. I mean, everyone must be a Mayfield believer all of a sudden. The, uh, the we... pride of Notre Dame. Ben <laughs> but um, yeah, we had two claims. Chris and Lou uh, went for good old Ben Skronik and it ultimately went to Chris. So I, I mean, I did not watch the Rams game, though I did see got the lovely update of, of like, it was like, it was so dramatic too. It was like, the time has come. Mayfield is in <laughs> for the Rams. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I guess that is, I guess that is his entrance. This is his official entrance in LA. And yeah, it was definitely funny to see that there was these two claims for Ben Skronik, but you guys do you. Chris, we'll see how he does on your team. 
now. <laughs> it, it was a, it was a fun game to watch. I, I watched that at a uh, at a pizza place with some friends. Yeah, I I saw Mayfield's chronic connection. So who knows with more than two days of practice, what what Baker Mayfield is going to do with Ben Skoranek? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Such a weird and funny situation but that has literally been la all season apparently so obviously i'm hoping this goes awfully for chris but we'll see <laughs> there's no and more the, nice there's no more playing nice like this is this is the playoffs <laughs> yeah the earrings are coming off <laughs> yeah hold my back and then the second top pick was pierre strong which i don't think anybody knew who this person was obviously he's, <laughs> he's a running back uh, for the Patriots, um, he went in after Ramondre Stevenson went down. Obviously, a super important player for me to target. But obviously, Damon, Damian Harris is still out there on loose team. And I think there's another potential running back that could also fill in if Ramondre isn't good to go. Yeah, I mean, I went for <laughs> Pierre Strong. I had the 12th pick on waivers. There were three claims on him. It was myself, Lou, and Lynn. I was not feeling very confident about getting him because I had the 12th pick, but I think Lou and Lynn had other players above him. So I did ultimately get him, but I was also very proud of myself to have beaten out Lou and Lynn for him so if Ramondre can't go I'm hoping Damian Harris also cannot go and that I can use Pierre Strong yeah pretty pretty good week for him uh replaced Ramondre Stevenson got 17 points he was actually the RB12 so pretty impressive prior to that in week six he had a whopping half a point nice. and was RB63 so nowhere to go but up for Mr. Pierre Strong who I'm told plays football. Yeah. I mean, apparently he's been playing football all this time. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. He at least knows how to hold on to a ball and run. Well, whoa, that, 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 you just crispy cursor right there. It's, now he's going to fumble. Oh, great. <laughs> Probably. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's, um, what everyone's here for. The most important part of our pod this week, playoff matchups. Let's go. So walk us through from your view there in the ivory tower. What does this matchup look like? <laughs> Frightening. Uh, so yeah, we have four teams on by this week. So if our matchups seem shorter, it is because there are four teams not playing. Um, as we mentioned, it is myself and Lou at the top and Rox and yourself, Johnny, for the toilet bowl. Let's let's start with the toilet bowl round one. Matchups there, we have Adrian's 4-10 team against Jay's 4-10 team. This is like the matchup of the week right here. Let's not undersell this. No, this is a nice little, this is a, a nice uh, head-to-head. You know, both of these, both Adrian and Jay have still won some games after they did their trades um, and kind of gave away some of their players for picks, so... This will this is gonna be a tight one. At when I when I last when I last looked, and I don't know if the scores are still the same. Yeah, so just based on percentages, Adrian is projected to win. Um, he has a fifty-two percent chance of winning to Jay's forty-eight percent chance. Close one. So yeah, it's definitely very very close for this first round. Well, yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm not. It looks like there's been there's been some back and forth because when I had previously looked and and the percentages weren't ready yet, I was just looking at points and I think Jay was projected to win at that 
at that time. Um, but obviously something has flipped. Maybe there was some players switched out. But so now Adrian is is projected to win. So yeah, this is definitely going to be a close one. This is, a, this is a close one, an exciting one for the Toilet Bowl to kick us off in round one. And we'll see. We'll see what happens there. We'll see who who has the better four and ten record. Uh, the second match, a little less exciting, but it's still an opportunity for Fred to play spoiler. You know, one or two last times. Uh, Fred's two and twelve team currently at forty one percent chance to win against PJ at seven and seven, and with a fifty nine percent chance to win. So if uh, Alvin Kamara is going to go off against me. Fred, you got to win this week for that to happen. Oh, he has to win this one too. Yeah, or else he doesn't. He doesn't advance in the toilet bowl. Good to know. So I, I mean, yeah, we'll see. See if Fred has it in him to get a couple more wins. Um, I'm sure PJ will be very upset if that happens. <laughs> sure will. And then moving on to round one of the championships, we'll go with the second matchup here. We have Arthur's eight and six team against. The mighty Lynn with her nine and five team. I don't think there's any shocker here uh, that this is kind of what we expect to see out of Arthur's team in the playoffs. He is projected to beat Lynn with a 62% chance of winning to Lynn's 38% chance. This is the biggest spread in this first round of matchups. It's crazy to see that Lynn is there's like that much of a difference in points. I double checked her team to make sure she had moved everybody in and it looks like she did. But yeah, it it looks like Arthur is definitely going to at least take this round based on how it looks on paper. Yeah, uh, I was double checking her lineup, making sure everything's correct. And it definitely is. And even more so, uh, at least at the time of recording right now, she is projected to get 130 points which is huge, which is more than anyone in the toilet bowl, which is more, you know, more than the rest of everyone else too. And even with that pretty good projection, pretty good team set up, she's against Arthur, who's projected right now 158, which is crazy high. It's so high. It's so high. I, like I said, I fear, (laughs) real fear right now. Yeah, so Lynn definitely is, she's obviously seated in third, so she, you would think, is preferred to win, but she is definitely the David to Arthur's Goliath this weekend. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Arthur's demise will be due to himself and not anything else. So uh, we'll see. This is, this is, it'll be very crazy to see how this turns out. Oh man, this is exciting. This is super exciting. It's it's, it's scary on top, but it's also kind of like nice to sit back and just enjoy some matchups for one week and then break out again <laughs> and then our last matchup that we have is castro his eight and six team yeah castro uh currently projected to win by 46 percent uh against chris is also eight and six team uh whose chances to win right now are 54 percent. so close one for them but yeah we'll, we'll we'll see how that one turns out yeah this is um obviously another close one especially in for the championship playoffs another big matchup another big head-to-head at least in their records with the percentages we also agree that we think chris has the better chance of winning this but it's i mean it's obviously pretty close yeah, you know, Castro's team is always in a position to score a lot of points with Jalen Hurts and Joe Mixon, which have had a lot of big weeks for him. Also, has Tony Pollard, right? So Tony Pollard could at any point could go off for sure. So if things go the right way, Castro can pull this off. But a little bit of an uphill climb for him. Not as bad as Lynn, though. No, yeah, it's definitely a much closer matchup there than 
than um, Arthur and Lynn's matchup. So like I said, very exciting. We'll just kind of have to see where things land, how the cookie crumbles for some of these players. I mean, like you said, like this is everyone's close to the end right now, at least for these matchups. All right. So that is going to wrap up our first playoff edition of Noka. I can't believe we're here. This is crazy. So obviously still <laughs> a lot of exciting things going on. Also just excited also to to even wrap up our first podcast season. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. But hang out, hang out with us as we wrap up our season, our entire season. And then um, we already have some stuff kind of in the works for some off-season pods but we'll get there when we get there yes let's uh let's just let's survive this these next three weeks first (laughs) let let us hope that we do let us hope well we at least survive one week right (laughs) we have one week under our belts (laughs) yeah and definitely enjoying the buy this week even if it's just a toilet bowl okay i mean at least you were good enough to get a buy (laughs) yeah yeah all right. Well, as always, my friends, like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend. Tell all of your friends. Uh, don't forget, you can find us on Twitter at Noka underscore pod, retweeting and posting some funny fantasy football things as as they come across the feed. But as always, I'm Johnny. And I'm Crispy. Good luck to everyone in week 15, unless you're playing one of us. Well, we're not playing anybody. but <laughs> so. Oh, so good luck to everyone. Yeah, good luck, everybody, um, because we're not playing this week. So, hey. <laughs> we hope you win. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, I'm in other um, fantasy leagues where I am in the playoffs, where I am playing this weekend. So I do want those people to lose. Okay, yeah. So unless you're playing Johnny, then in which case we hope you lose. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.